Welcome to the Game of Crowdfunding Interview Edition, recorded Wednesday, November 18th, 2015. That's right. I am back with another interview for the Game of Crowdfunding. You know what? The Game of Crowdfunding, the Road to Relaunch, whatever, the Grand Reunion Tour. I don't know what we're calling this. All I know <laughs> is my very good friend is back on the mic with me, and that makes me extremely happy. I'm not even going to ask him who he is because Doug Lewandowski is back with me. <laughs> Thank God uh, for all of you Good waiting. To be back. Yeah, for all of you waiting for the Road to Relaunch uh, wrap up. We'll Keep see. waiting. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, how are you doing, man? I am doing fantastically well, sir. Thank you so. It's great to be back. Very yes. happy. To be back. It's been a long time since we sat down and, and had this style of conversation. Yeah, it has. God, it's been a long time. (laughs) (laughs) But on the plus side, we finally got to meet face-to-face this past Gen Con. That was awesome. That was great. to spend some time together. Yep. Which was was a magical moment, my friend. Superb. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you know, obviously this is the uh, game of crowdfunding. We talk crowdfunding stuff, Kickstarter stuff. Many people in, in our listenership probably know you from our Road to Relaunch series. So you're coming to tell us about a brand new game you're publishing, right? Oh, God, I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, a brand new game that I am not publishing, actually. There you go. Which, wait for the, the final wrap-up for the Road to Relaunch, where the big lesson is, don't do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, so I am back uh, to shamelessly plug one of uh, a Kickstarter, another Kickstarter that I'm involved with this time, just as the designer, not as the publisher, which is, which is a very different experience for me sort of halfway in the, in the middle of the, the two other successful Kickstarter experiences I've had. So, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And again, for those who don't know, I mean, obviously you did Gothic doctor, which we've talked about at length in in other episodes. (laughs) Yep. And then you've also you had uh Unpub which was part of a package deal, right? That was uh Yeah, that was uh Dice Hate Me and Greater Than Games. Uh it was a uh, it was their April Fools Kickstarter that was up for 48 hours and was, you know, just sort of like super quick, did great, the response was awesome and got out a game that JR and I, uh, JR Honeycut had and I had worked on together called Unpub the Unpublished Card Game. So <laughs> Yeah. Yes, and and that may be the other way, other place that you know Doug at least by name because Jr. and I did our man crush thing when when Jr. was on the episode <laughs> and waxed poetically about the awesomeness of Doug. Aw shucks. Aw <laughs> uh, shucks. Well, if you want to see Jr. being super mean to me, <laughs> if you haven't seen the talk with board game designer live panel from Metatopia. That's half an hour of me just getting crapped on by a bunch of my friends. It's great. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I actually started to watch it and it crapped out on me. Oh, okay. So I, I got to go back and try to finish it up. It just would not, it got to a certain point and then just kept dying off. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, at first I'm like, is this part of it? <laughs> Cause it's fitting. <laughs> right. Just, I was like, where did they get the animation for that spinning circle and black screen? <laughs> it's pretty accurate. <laughs> oh, no, wait, that's actually happening to me right now. 
Barb and Herb would do that though. Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's a, that's why. It, that's why it actually it, it actually took me a minute to realize I wasn't watching it anymore. That that wasn't part of it. <laughs> I thought, yeah. All right, this this fits. <laughs> oh, okay. So you know you've you've obviously been around the All Us Geeks camp for uh, once or oh, twice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, do you have any new geek things? <laughs> I'm not, sure, I'm, I have I'm not going to uh, ask you the standard questions, obviously, because we've we've talked about them and answered them. But uh, anything new and exciting geek related in your life? Yeah, there's the Kickstarter, which we'll talk about in a second. But uh, I just got a package in the mail yesterday with two games that I'm super excited about. The Grizzled. I don't have you played that yet? I have not. It was I don't get emotional responses to board games. Usually I get like intellectually excited about like neat problems in them. But I played that at a game day uh, last Saturday and it's such a powerful game. It's about a group of friends trying to survive world war one together uh, in the trenches. And it, it's so tense and it's so it's just great. And so I'm super excited about that. I've been like evangelizing that to anybody who'll listen and I got uh, Pandemic Legacy, which I'm really excited to play because I love Pandemic. And even people who don't like Pandemic are loving Pandemic Legacy. So I'm really excited to sit down and, and play that with Andrea, possibly tonight. We'll see how that goes. But see, I'm on, but, yeah. the, I'm on the opposite end of everything because like, I just want zero to do with any of the Legacy style games. They just don't. I, I think I, I'm, I'm not digging it as a mechanic personally. Yeah, I've never really played any legacy games before, but hearing JR wax absolutely poetic about Pandemic Legacy when he is not a Pandemic fan really you know made me think like okay, so let's say I play this 24 times. I think that's the the most you can play it. I would have paid about 2 bucks per game. And honestly, like I don't play most of the games I own 24 times. So even if I make it through one full campaign and go, well, I can never play that again. I figured, yeah, I'd, I'd give it a shot. It was in pandemic is a, the main game is one that Andrew and I love just so much because mm-hmm. she's big on the co-op games. So those are my two, two big game geek things. Uh, what else? I'm super excited, uh, about Jessica Jones coming out this Friday. This Friday. Oh man. I'm going to a concert with my mom Friday night and I'm like, why did I do that? I love my mom and I really want to see Arlo Guthrie perform Alice's restaurant, but Jessica Jones. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I th- Megan, I think Megan just got done telling me that she's not going to be around on Friday. I think I got to <laughs> remind her that Jessica Jones is on starting Friday. <laughs> I think that's, that's going to be our next binge watch here pretty quick. Yeah. So Sunday, part of a big part of our plan is, uh, Jessica Jones time. And, uh, at the high school, I'm now advo- advising the board game club, which is really cool. So, nice. Nice. so that's been fun. Yeah. So that's, that's been geek news. <laughs> yeah. We haven't done the geek news in a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, we did a few. I've cut a few because of how far behind we are. I think I'm going to, the next one I put out though is probably going to be, uh, the last time, uh, Don was on anime. Don was here because he usually comes up with some interesting stuff that we would never cover. <laughs> right. So, and he's about to show up again. It seems like I'm always putting out his episode, right, his previous episode right before he shows up again, which is horrible. I, I need to, 
I actually need Jessica Jones not to come out this weekend. And I just need to <laughs> sit down. See, part of my problem right now is I have classes in the morning on Saturdays. I kind of told you that, that when we were emailing, I think, or yeah. we were talking. And I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. I'm a night owl. So the weekends are the only time I get to do that. But now, Friday night, I don't do that. And that was always my golden editing time. Mm-hmm. Because and then I'd sleep in a little bit on Saturday, but now I got classes right away in the morning, so I can't do that. So my entire, I'm just off. <laughs> I like yeah. I'm having a hard time <laughs> making up that time these days. Yeah, not good, not good at all. All right, you've been designing a lot of games since the last time we talked. I mean, we just kind of talked about Unpub and stuff like that, but yep. you've got other things that have kind of been floating around. And do you still do? I'm all over the place. I know, but do you still do the uh, contests all the time? I know you were a big big advocate of those for quite a while. I don't. I committed to myself that I would do them every month for a year. And I did that. And then I stopped, I think the month before the second Gothic Doctor campaign. And every once in a while, I look at it and go, oh, oh, I could do. But then um, I, I had a, a long conversation before the school year started with, uh, with Andrea and my wife about you know, maybe you don't have to do every project you think of. So, uh, <laughs> which was good advice. So no, I'm not doing those. I'm working on a couple things here and there. I got uh, a game called framed about framing somebody for murder that I'm working on with my buddy, Ben Brown. And then of course you're fired are the the two big ones right now. I don't know if you feel this way. So I'll, I'll, I guess when I ask the question, I'll find out, but how, sure. how does it feel to kind of be one of those guys that a lot of people are kind of saying, you know what? I would like to collaborate with Doug. Awesome. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. And if people are saying that they should contact me and we should talk about collaborating on a game, because I love collaborating on games, especially if it's something where, you know, if it's a mechanic I'm not comfortable with, like uh, uh, I'm trying to think of something like a, like something with a lot of dice. I, I just don't do. I had one print and play that I did that was dice heavy, but it was super duper light and didn't really go anywhere. But yeah, if people want to want to collaborate on games, let me know, please. Lots of dice. You say <laughs> lots of dice. I, yeah, I heard something. I heard something about that. <laughs> so you're, you're fired. I mean, let's, let's kind of talk. Oh, I am. Okay. Bye. <laughs> yeah, you're totally fired <laughs> until the next time I need to talk to somebody about relaunching roads. Um, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so, kind of let, let's walk through the process like how did you decide to work on this game let's start back at the very beginning sure how did this be kind of become a concept to game for you yeah so i started working on this partway about midway through the year between the first and the second gothic doctor kickstarter and it was a time when you know you hit a stage in the game design process where it's like just a grind and it's like i love this game and i want to murder it <laughs> And, you know, you feel so close, but that last 2%, 3%, whatever it is, you're like, it's never going to happen. And I'm a failure as a game designer. And I had, you know, been doing the contest and that was always like a good relief, but I needed more. So Andrew and I were sitting around and we had just played two player love letter and did not enjoy it. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, I'm going to make a two player game. So I said, okay, well, super basic. You, the objective is to kill somebody. Okay, great. How do you do that? You eliminate one of the cards in their hand. Okay, right, fine. 
what's the theme? I don't know, mob themed, because why not? I'll fix it later. So sat down with my blank playing cards from Amazon and my Sharpie markers, fine point, and scribbled some stuff out and came up with this idea and said, hey, let's play this and played it. And it was tentatively called the big hit at the time and thought it was, you know, not done by any stretch of the imagination, but a really solid first draft. And Metatopia was a little while later. So I took it to that and played it a bunch with Ivan Turner from Nine Kingdoms and and he dug it and we you know did some iteration and stuff and worked on it and worked on it and you know just thought, yeah, this is this is something I want to pursue because it's so different from Gothic Doctor. It's this really light, quick two player game. And you know, worked on it and iterated and iterated. And then that summer after the and then everything went on hold for about three or four months for Gothic Doctor, but came back to it the following summer and said, okay, well, I I like the concept. I like the mechanic where it's really straightforward. You draw one and you play one and you have three cards in your hand, four when you draw. And so you have a bunch of choice about what to do. You know, you're not locked in to this or to that as much, but I don't like the theme. And so Andrew and I were driving up to Boston, I think, and I got that look on my face, I guess, the game designers get when they're no longer listening to whatever is going on around them. And Andrea said, so you're thinking about game design, huh? I said, I am. I'm sorry. She said, no, what is it? I said, it's the theme. She said, which one? Big hit? I said, yeah, big hit. It's, I don't want to do another mob theme game. There's, there's a bunch of those. I want something fun. I want something weird, but I've been thinking about it for like two months and I can't come up with anything. And she said, well, I mean, something where you're eliminating people, right? I said, yeah. She said, well, like firing people from an office job. And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been thinking about this for two months and you're just like, oh yeah, this. And she said, well, you never asked me. <laughs> so, and, and that boys and girls is why there's always a good idea to get an outside perspective. <laughs> that is correct. Uh, so, <laughs> so I went out to Gen Con, not last summer, but the summer before in, in 2014. Brought my cards with me and during, you know, game designer insomnia night one night, scribble down the new roles for the office and tweaked a couple to make them fit the theme a little better and uh, play the first game of it ever with JR. And he said, yeah, this is, you know, this is a much more interesting theme, you know, run with this. And so, so I did. And I played it, played the original version a couple times with Jason Tagmeyer, played it again with him with the new theme. And he said, yeah, this is, you know, this is much stronger and that's back when I still thought I might be a publisher. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, started working on it myself and hired Jeff, the guy who did the art for Gothic doctor to do the art for this because, you know, Jeff, and then it came to the realization that I really wanted to go to just being a designer, that all the publisher stuff is such a drain on, on time that that, if you're going to be a publisher sort of has to take priority over the new glimmer in your eye and I didn't really want to do that. So I decided, okay, well, Gothic Doctor is going to be the one that I self-publish. I'd had a good experience with Unpub with, uh, with Dice Hate Me. And so I said, yeah, let me see if I can go this route. And so when I was thinking about who I would want to publish this, I thought the Tagmire, of course, because I figured this could be a neat, like two wallet game. He's got the, the 18 card wallet line and the decks were about, about 15 or 16 cards at that point. Um, for each person. And so I figured, okay, so that set of rules, perfect, great. And so I 
took it to him and he said, I love it. It's not going to be a wallet game though. The wallet games are self-contained. I said, okay. He said, I'm thinking about doing tuck boxes though. So this would be good for that. I said, oh yeah, no, for two, you could easily fit those into a tuck box. And he said, well, how many does this play up to? I said, as many as you want. Four is the most I've ever played it with. I have a, a four player variant. I really like, he said, okay, make it so that four can fit in a tuck box. So I said, well, that's that. No, that doesn't, they don't fit. He said, okay, so make them fit in a tuck box. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, all all right. So uh, I was down there playing some games with him. One of the development nights he has, and we just went back and forth and talked about um, one of JR's pieces of feedback was that the game felt about five minutes slower than he thought it should be that he, it was 20, 25 minutes and he thought it should be more like 15, 20, which I, I think is totally fair. And so Tagmire and I talked about that and started thinking about the the big change that happened with Jason. One of the big ones was combining cards so that rather than having a card that does A and a card that does B that are both fairly situational, combining those two cards so that in one situation you use the card for A and the other one you use it for B, that decreases the component count, had us, you know, gave us some leftover art to work with, which was good. And yeah, just really condensed the game down to a point where now it is a 50 card game with four reference cards. So uh, for for the full four player experience, which is neat. Yeah. So you were able to get one. I, lo- I love the idea that the cards are multi-purpose. I always love multi-purpose cards. So mm-hmm. awesome to hear that that's in there. So how was this experience for you from the perspective of, I mean, I guess you and I really haven't talked a whole lot about how unpub got created the card, mm-hmm. the card game uh and and but it was a collaboration effort i know that it was you and right. jr honeycut so that that's a little bit different i i think from this perspective where this was pretty much kind of you creating a solo game and then working with a publisher that wasn't you mm-hmm. <laughs> uh for revisions and things that needed to change and so how was that for you how was how was going through that process for you yeah i mean i actually while i was designing your fired and big hit and bye bye boss and whatever it was called before i really wound up getting a lot more feedback and incorporating a lot more ideas from other people than john and i did for gothic doctor because gothic doctor we had like a very clear vision And, you know, for better or for worse, I think most of the time for better, sometimes for worse, we were, you know, pretty set on this is how it's going to be. And, and that's an interesting variant, but that's not the main way to play. Whereas with this, I hang out with the the Zinsleys from Cardboard Edison a lot. And they're both so good at taking feedback and iterating and trying different things. Even if they think, you know, I've sat down to play test with them where Suzanne will say, one of us thinks this is going to work. The other one knows it isn't but we want to try it and we want to see how it fails. And that was such like an eye-opening experience for me that suddenly it wasn't every game has to be better than the iteration before. It's let's see if let's see what happens when we do this. That I I was much more receptive to feedback on this one, so through the whole process it almost felt like like a co-design because I would play with Suzanne and Chris and they would say, "Well, what if this?" And I'd say, "Okay, cool." And I would try it. And, you know, I, uh, Gil came up with a couple of the consultants, I think maybe actually even came up with the idea for consultants, but I don't remember. Um, it's in my playtest notes somewhere, but no, it was, it was older than that, but he came up with a, a couple ideas for him 
some of which made it into the main game, uh, one of which is a stretch goal. So it was, you know, just all these different pieces of feedback. And Ivan, who Turner, who who came up with so, so many ideas for it um, and, and really helped me refine it in those early rough days, that by the time I took it to, to Jason and was working with him, it was really a natural part of the process because I respect him so much as a designer. I, I think he's, he's just such a smart, concise designer. And he just, he designs these, these games that give such a great experience that, you know, anything he said, I, I always went into it thinking, this is a good idea. Unless I see something glaringly wrong with it, this is a good idea. Let me test it. And then we would try it out and, and figure out what worked about it, what could be improved, that sort of thing. So the experience of taking it from sort of something where ultimately I have final say, because that, that's probably really the only difference that before I signed up with him, I had final say about this or about that. Mm-hmm. And now that he's the publisher, he gets to say, if we disagreed on anything, which we really haven't, because he's very, very good at, at listening to what I have to say. And I'd like to think I'm pretty good at listening to him. The only real difference is that if there was that sort of disagreement, he would get final say. But it, it's really felt like a natural part of the design process. And it's it's almost cool in a way to have that taken out of your hands because that last 2% is just so, so rough. But, you know, he would test stuff with uh, Ben Beagle, who swears he's not a game designer, but definitely is. And, you know, the two of them would test stuff and I'd get, you know, a, a long Twitter DM from him saying, hey, we tried this and tried this and tried this. We like this thing. Try this out. And, you know, nine times out of 10, that would be like, oh, yeah, how did I not think of that? Of course. Yeah, that's great. Like the the end game now is slightly different. Originally, the way I had it designed and the way it was for a very long time was that the boss is totally useless, that if you play the boss, you lose. Right. Mm -hmm. Because corporate sees how, how bad he is at what he does. And that's it. He's done. Or if your boss gets fired, you lose, which that part is still in there. But now what we were encountering was that if both players played sort of in the middle, not too aggressively, not too conservatively, it would wind up in a situation where it kind of comes down to card count, where one of the ways to lose is to have to play the boss because he's the last card in your hand and your draw deck is empty and all that stuff. And so Jason said, that's not a satisfying way to, to win. I said, it's not, but you know, there's all that strategy that goes into whittling a person down to that. And he said, right. But, like, what if there were a last thing the person could do so that it wasn't totally certain if it got to that point? And he said, what if the boss can fire a card from your opponent's hand? You know, the same way that in the game, there's a card called the Axeman. Same way it can do that. But if you don't win the game with that firing, so if you don't successfully fire the other person's boss, you lose. And it was one of those like, of course, of course, that's it kind of moments. <laughs> And that's been great because it, it adds another layer to the strategy because there are cards in the game that can help you save the boss, but they have the dual role of either letting you reshuffle your deck, which is really powerful to get the cards you've already used back in, or there's another one that lets you randomly fire from your opponent's hand. So you don't actually have to know about what's going on in their hand and deduce anything. You can just sort of randomly pop one out. But those two cards then... You have to save those for the end in case your opponent gets desperate and takes a swing at your boss and you happen to have it. So as whereas before it was just my boss is safe because all you have is a boss. Now it's it added a a really great layer that I think I I think to me that was the final two percent of the game. And that was all Tagmire. So 
it's like having a co-designer with Jason who, who is a better game designer than I am, which is awesome. And I've worked pretty much all of my collaborations have been people with, who are better game designers than I am. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jason is just such a smart designer that it, it's been fantastic. We've kind of, I mean, we've kind of been there through, this may be the wrong term, but kind of the, the life and times of you as a game designer. Yeah. You know, from, from Gothic Doctor to now with You're Fired. I guess I'm curious, along the way, have you changed any of your like personal design processes or how you play test or anything like that from, you know, the early days to how you like to kind of design now? Yeah, definitely. So one of the things, you know, like I was saying before, iteration is such a big thing now. Like Gothic Doctor would go through these really minor changes and I would have to see a problem like seven, eight, nine times before I was like, yeah, fine. Maybe it's a problem. I, and I remember that. no that's a great way to do it shut up (laughs) whereas now i at metatopia two weekends ago i'm working on this little silly trick-taking game called grab ass that i i designed because a friend said he wanted to play a game of grab ass with me so what's the game designer to do and based on feedback the scoring was one way and then you know a, a player said wouldn't it be cool if and gave me some great feedback and i said yeah, let me try that. So I think one of the big, big changes from two and a half years ago when I was starting to design to almost three years actually now. Yeah, it's it, it's it's been a while, my friend. <laughs> I know, I know. God. Crazy, huh? It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> one of, so one of the big changes is that I'm just more willing to test stuff out. I take much, much better notes now on playtesting than I used to, right? It just sort of used to be me going in there to say, all right, so, you know, tell me why this is great. And now it's like, you know, if I, the the last game I played at Metatopia, I played with JR and Chris Zinsley and Jay Treat. And when we got done, I was like, I was like, okay, so that was bad. Tell me how to fix it. And they were like, no, that was all right. I was like, no, no, not okay. Tell me how to fix it. So, you know, moving away from wanting to hear that it's good to wanting to hear how to fix it, I think is another big difference. I think the, another that's, difference. That's just growing up, man. That's, <laughs> right. that's, that's, just, that's just adulting. <laughs> it's, I'm adulting so hard right now. Another difference is blank playing cards and Sharpie markers, which sounds like a silly thing, but when you can have, when you can iterate at the table, it's so cool to be able to do that and not be like, well, I have to, print this, cut it, and sleeve it, and then I'll be good to go. It's just, okay, I need to take out a permanent marker, write it on this card, shake it so it dries off, and shuffle it in. <laughs> that's, and so that, that's my every proto-spiel experience. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the way to do it, definitely. So I, I would say those would be the big things. And I'm, I'm working on a new way to take notes now that I'm still fine-tuning, and I'm going to write an article about it eventually. So that's a little teaser for that. But yeah, I'll I'll have more and actually coherent things to say about that <laughs> in a month or two once I <laughs> once I figure it out. <laughs> okay, uh, you know we've kind of had this whole conversation around you know the the design process and everything of you're fired, and mm-hmm. we've kind of heard a lot of how the game works. But 
You know what? It's probably now's a good time for us to maybe back up just a little bit and say, <laughs> Doug, hey, what's that elevator pitch for you're fired? Uh, tell us, you know, what the game's about and how to play in your elevator pitch there, sir. Yeah. And before I do that, I just want to say every time somebody asks me to give an elevator pitch, I remember the first elevator pitch I ever gave, which was on All Us Geeks about <laughs> Gothic Doctor and Good God Almighty. <laughs> Um, okay, so you and your opponent are working in separate divisions in a corporation that has just been acquired by a multinational corporation who has pretty quickly realized that your two offices are completely redundant, and they have decided that only one of you is going to stay. So your boss has come to you because you are the smartest person in the division and said, we need to look busy. So you are going to be facing off against your opponent trying to look busy for longer and try to get rid of as many of their people as you can to make them look less busy in order to survive the merger. So uh, mechanically, it is a light deduction hand management kind of game. The mechanics are, as uh, Tagmire says on the Kickstarter, there are three rules, draw one, play one, don't get fired. So on your turn, you're going to draw a fourth card into your hand, choose one to play. Most of them you play to the discard pile uh, or the break room and uh, take the effect that's on there. Some of them, in order to take the effect, you have to fire them and put them out of the game. And the goal is partially to figure out what's in your opponent's hand so that you can either fire them from their hand or recruit them to your team or things like that as a way of whittling your opponent down until you can get to the boss. Okay. And so the base game on the Kickstarter is two to four players? Yes. Okay. And does it? did you get to that 15, 20-minute mark? I did, yeah. Um, with with two players, it's if you know what you're doing, it's a ten minute game, probably. All right. Maybe, maybe, yeah, probably about ten fifteen minutes. First game is probably going to be about twenty twenty five, but once you know what you're doing, it really picks up. And so, where have you kind? Of, I mean, you you already told us a little bit. I mean, obviously, you've been playing with other designers and stuff that that you know have you been able to take this kind of out into the masses as it were i know you were recently at metatopia and stuff like that have you been able to play it at either cons or gaming events yeah i played it uh had it at gen con played it at all of the double exposure events i had it at unpub last year right now ben beagle who is uh jason tagmar sort of like second in command at button shy games he's down at bgg con tagmar and i couldn't make it but uh beagle's down there showing it off so yeah, it's definitely been out into the wild. There's a free print and play on the Kickstarter. So if people want to check it out, try before they buy, they can do that. Yeah. So it, it is out there. It is running free. And again, uh, with Jason Tagmeyer for Button Shy Games producing it or publishing it, um, he's no stranger to the Kickstarter process. He's no stranger to uh, putting out quality games. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it, even that alone kind of is a nice little you know, mark of, of acceptability, if you will, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that this is a solid game uh, to definitely kind of check out. <laughs> yeah. He, he's put out some of my favorite small games, pretense, uh, J treats, cunning folk. Were you, yeah. Yeah. Were you, you, I don't know if you were with me during that. I know. Cause you and I got to catch up a couple different times during Gen Con, but people, uh, he, he was doing that, that Gen Con wide pretense, mm-hmm. which I didn't get in on, but, People were losing their minds whenever they saw somebody with a pretense card. 
Yeah. And we're like, Oh my God, how do I get involved with that? So, I mean, I mean, just it's, it's a, it's a cool little concept that is just interesting. And of course, you know, sometimes some of the things I think Jason puts out, I always wonder like if somebody else's name was on it, what I would think. Right. (laughs) But but Jason does it and it's just like, that is brilliant. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, it's, uh, like I said, I, I don't know how many people are just like, they lost their mind because somebody had a pretense card and a couple people were trying to help other people figure out where Jason was to hopefully get a pretense card to play during right. Gen Con. All that it was so it was kind of a cool in the wild experience for this this game that you know I I saw the Kickstarter for and everything and and mm-hmm. and haven't really seen the actual experience with it. But then to have this huge massive event like Gen Con. Mm-hmm. And to see that little card, somebody wearing around their neck or whatever, bring people together that kind of would have no clue who the other person is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Tagmire and I have started talking about a con-specific game like that. Nice. But very, very different. And that's that's all I can say about it. And maybe I shouldn't have said that, but... <laughs> The other thing I'll say to, to save myself here, hopefully, is if people are at a con and they see me, talk to me. If Tagmire's running pretense, I'll probably have a couple, probably at least one set of cards to to share with people for that. So if he's doing it, I'm probably involved and so they can pretense with me and I can probably get them a card that I can look at and then knock them out of the game later. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> All right, so you know the the Kickstarter is going on right now. It's uh, yes. going through December fifth. Well, okay, that that's Central Time. This I'll, I always like to be careful with this because I'm always looking at things from Central Time, and that's that ends at like seven thirty in the morning Central Time. So let's say December fourth to be safe. Okay, <laughs> uh, for anybody listening to this, and as of I mean, one, it's already fully funded. So congratulations yes. on that. That is Thank awesome. You. Um, yeah, and was, and not only is it fully funded, but it's overfunded as well and continuing on. So uh, with plenty of time left, so that's got to be an awesome feel. I mean, this you know we, we you and I first kind of started our journey to friendship <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, you know on you guys unfortunately having to struggle through the first unsuccessful gothic, gothic doctor and. Right. The second launch of Gothic Doctor was successful, but I, I'm trying to remember. Did you fund fast early on for that one? For Gothic Doctor, I think it was five or six days. I could yeah. pull up the kick track, but my internet's so shoddy. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but mean, yeah, it was, it was about a week. Right. Um, yeah. So, and, and again, I mean, this particular game is, has a much lower funding goal, but it's got to feel good to kind of already be this far along and have plenty of time left in the, it feels, in the project. It feels fantastic, especially because there are so many stretch goals that I'm excited about with this one. Tagmire had a really cool idea to base the stretch goal consultants on people from pop culture movies and TV shows about offices. <laughs> nice. So the, the first stretch goal is two different bosses. I think we're probably not supposed to use real names, but they, they run very similar companies and uh one in the u.s and one in the uk and so so that those are there there's a uh, there's some other really cool stretch goals planned out too and one of them is for 
The this one I'm sure I can talk about. One of them is for a card to make the f- uh, four player variant with teams a little bit more interesting. Okay. So, yeah. so yeah, if you're if you're on the fence about getting in on it, I would get in on it personally. I mean, maybe I'm hold on. Don't, don't be stepping <laughs> on my toes here. Sorry. All right. Sorry, all, right sorry. all right. Fine. Let me go ahead and ask the question. <laughs> yes. So of course, you know, we like to ask. Uh, if somebody is checking out the Kickstarter project and they are on the fence <laughs> and they kind of like, yeah, this, this might be something that I want to check out. This may be a game for me. Uh, what are a couple of things that you can tell them to make somebody go, you know what, Doug, you're absolutely right. I have to back. You're fired right now. Okay. So first thing is if you have listened to the interview, you already know how to play. It's unbelievably simple to start playing. Draw one, play one, don't get fired. So it's, Super simple to learn, but it has enough strategy that people who are fairly serious magic players have told me that they think this is a good magic player type game because it's there are enough card interactions, there's enough fine tuny sort of stuff going on that they like it too. So quick to learn, but uh, a good depth of strategy. It's also only 12 bucks on Kickstarter for four copies of, of the thing. You know, enough for four players to play, plus the consultants as well, which adds some spice to it. And this is, I mean, I, I know I sound biased here, but this is probably my favorite two-player game to play. If not the top, definitely my top five. And that's, you know, I know I'm, I'm biased, but uh, <laughs> what? The, no. the reviews so far have been great. They've said some very flattering things in some of the reviews. So you know, uh, check those out. I'm sure they're Googleable and, uh, all that. So, yeah. So I would say that would be why if anybody's on the fence, they should drop the 12 bucks. It's Tagmire. Like you said, you know, it's going to be good. It's Jeff Drylowitz. So, you know, the art is a lot of fun. It's got humor. It's got heart. It's, it's everything you want in a two player card game. How's that? Excellent. All right. So, <laughs> uh, I see that there are some, uh, uh, levels where you can get some play mats. Tell me something about the play mat. Yeah, so the playmats are an idea that Jason had, which I think is awesome. Since in the game there are two different locations your cards can go to when they leave your hand, either the uh, discard pile where they're still in the game and might get shuffled back in, or to the unemployment line where they're out of the game, they're fired, you can't use them anymore. Jason thought it would be neat to have those two different you know, offices put on a playmat so you can play across from each other and uh, really have a good visual of where they are in the game. They're, you don't functionally need them, but Jason was able to get an unbelievably good deal on the playmats. So for for 40 bucks, you get the game, both of the expansions, and uh, two playmats, which is crazy. Is there uh, anything else that you want to make sure we cover about your Fired before we kind of wrap for the evening? Yeah, I, I would say in all seriousness, this is the game that I'm most proud of designing so far. And I think it has what for me is exactly what I was going for in terms of the balance of luck and skill. So this is, this is my favorite game that I've designed. I feel very strongly about it. I, I love playing it. I love playing all my games, but this one I'm always most excited to play. Uh, And it's fast and it's fun and it's great for gamers and it's great for non-gamers. So yeah, I, I just, I really appreciate all the support the community has given me and Jason so far. So yeah, uh, check it out. And if you see 
something you like, pick it up. But definitely watch the video. The video is some of the most fun I've ever had shooting video. So that's right. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Before we kind of wrap up, before I let you go and everything. You know, I know the focus right now is obviously the, the Kickstarter is still going on and, and you're fired is kind of, uh, first and, and up front. But, uh, mm-hmm. what, what else do you got? Uh, what can we look forward to out of the great Doug Lewandowski? <laughs> uh, so one thing is a game called Framed that I'm working on with my buddy Ben Brown, who helped me co-design a game called Worst Day Ever a little while ago, which is a storytelling game about ruining your friend's weeks. But he called me up and said, you know, we've been working on a deduction game. I said, yeah. He said, and it's always about, oh, who murdered this person? Oh, how were they murdered? I said, yeah, it's deduction games. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. What if it was about framing somebody for murder? And I was like, yep, that's it. So <laughs> so we've been working on that. Um, and that's coming along nicely. It's still, it's still pretty rough. I would say it's about 60% done. So that means it's going to change a lot. But I'm excited about that design. And it's a uh, a bigger game than I'm used to designing. It's even a little bit bigger, uh, not component wise, but time and strategy wise than a Gothic doctor. But, uh, so that's pretty exciting. I'm working on a trick taking game called grab ass that I mentioned before. And that's just fun and goofy and, and super duper light. And what else? Uh, I'm working on a role playing game, actually, uh, a little one-off role playing game called seven minutes in hell where uh, a bunch of middle schoolers get together and throw a party. And then with all sorts of inside cat fighting and animosity between them. And then when the animosity and cat fighting gets too bad, they literally open a portal to hell. One of them gets possessed by a demon and then everybody else has seven minutes to stop the demon from whatever it wants to do. Uh, there's a, a chart to tell you what sort of possession is going to take place now. Um, and they have to figure out what's going on with that person and stop them in exactly seven minutes or bad things happen and that the resolution mechanic in that game is spin the bottle. (laughs) So you, uh, you spin the bottle around and then if it lands on a person who you are friends with in the game, you succeed. And if it lands on a person who's your enemy in the game, they explain how you fail. So that's super goofy and totally ridiculous and and nice and light. And what else? Um, still poking at worst day ever, uh, which is that storytelling game. Yeah. Those, those are the big ones right now. And if uh, people want to kind of follow along, uh, where can they find you, sir? Or co-design. If you want to co-design, let yes. me know. Uh, <laughs> I am on Facebook, Doug Lewandowski. Friend me. But if the first thing you do as my friend is ask me to back your Kickstarter, don't do that. <laughs> it's fine if you post about it, but not if you send me a message. Anyway, same thing for Twitter. I am at Levzilla, L-E-V-Z-I-L-L-A. Over there, fairly prolific tweeter. I don't know. I'm also blogging for uh, Nerds Table, Nerds Table at uh, nerdstable.blogspot.com. That's uh, JR's website. He invited me on to start writing there. Every once in a while, I publish an article with Cardboard Edison, but you should just be following Cardboard Edison anyway if you're a game designer. This is true. J- JT and I just recently, one of our episodes, we uh, made sure to shout out Cardboard Edison. Oh, man. They are the the most it's the most useful website run by the nicest people in gaming. Uh, have you ever met the Zinsleys? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brief, so they are briefly, just, but yeah, yeah. They're like, they radiate sweetness and light and they're, they're just so, so great. I, I love those guys. So yeah, I have an article coming out uh, from them soon. Probably by the time this is released, it'll be out on a uh, hidden work in game design. 
so yeah, those, those would be the big places. Nerds Table, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, occasionally Cardboard Edison, but follow Cardboard Edison anyway. Yes. And as always, of course, I will throw some links in the show notes so you can check out the show notes and find out how to find Doug. Yes. All right. So You're Fired is on Kickstarter right now. Again, uh, goes until we're going to say December 4th, 2015, just to be safe. Cause again, central time, it goes till 7:30 in the morning on December 5th, but to make sure you get in on it, December 4th, 2015. Again, Jason Tagmeyer from Buttonshy Games is publishing it, but our good friend Doug is the designer behind it. And they are looking for $2,000. Of course, we are well past that. They're almost at $3,000 with a lot of time to go. And like Doug said, a lot of cool stretch goals still to come. So definitely go check it out. And if you liked what you heard here or are on the fence at all, check it out, watch the videos, and uh, back it. And so with that... I think uh, we're ready to wrap another episode of the Cama crowdfunding. So Doug, thank you, my friend for coming on and hanging out and having conversation with me again. Oh dude, anytime. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love being on here. And there, someday we'll have to do that road to road to relaunch wrap up. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> uh, what, what have we had that on the books two or three times now and things have come up or something? We have. And there was that one where we even sat down to do it. And you were like, what is wrong with your computer? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, that That's always the worst. That's like a heartbreaker. It's uh, yeah. two, two, it happens two or three times. Uh, I think uh, every once in a while it happens, I think with Cyrus and every once in a while uh, with JT as well. And it's just, uh, you know, when you get to that point, you're ready to record and, and it just can't happen because of uh, the wonders of technology. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I do the editing for um, uh, Sarah and Jacob as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I told Sarah this past weekend, cause they just recently recorded another one that I need to edit. And I was like, you know, uh, I'm really concerned that one time you guys are going to be recording and Jacob's computer is just going to blow up. <laughs> because <laughs> I have to do some heavy, heavy editing on his, his sometimes. Cause he's like seriously picking up his fan kicking in and everything. It's just like this big, he's going to die. He's going to die. What are they doing to that cat? <laughs> All right. So yeah. Uh, again, thank you very much, my friend. And of course uh, we will once again, work on trying to get the road to relaunch wrap up on the books. I know uh, even, Still today, I get a couple people that ask about it. I uh, still have people come up every once in a while and say uh, those are some of their favorite episodes when you and I get to have conversations. And it is still a resource that I point people towards if uh, they want to kind of get a quick education on on basics of Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed doing them. So, yeah, we got to figure out that last one. Yes. Uh, and again, I think I've, I've mentioned this before, but you know, we had the wonderful road to relaunch with Doug in the near future ish. I will be doing the road to first launch with, uh, somebody else that I'm working with. And we're going to basically follow them from starting their company, uh, even figuring out together what first game they should work on to bring hmm. to Kickstarter for the first time. So we're, we're starting from square one, like putting the business together and taking it to Kickstarter. So that's going to be a fun experience, I think, as well. 
Yeah, that sounds awesome. And if they're looking for games, I know a designer. <laughs> yeah, we, that, that's one of the conversations that we eventually, I think, have is is what his long term goal is if he's going to continue doing the publishing thing or or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll be covering as many topics as uh, as we can on that one. All right. So with that, thank you everybody for hanging out with us for another edition of the Game of Crowdfunding, and I will be back very soon. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for checking out a United Geeks Network family member. If you enjoyed it and are looking for other online media with a geek culture slant, head over to unitedgeeksnetwork.com where you will find The Game Huntress. Wherever there's XP or achievements, the Game Huntress blog will always be on the hunt. The United Geeks Network. You can broadcast your geekiness at unitedgeeksnetwork.com.